0: The Morning Show, Killers of the Flower Moon, The Changeling, The Sag Strike, and a whole lot more. This is TV Plus Talk on Mac Voices.
1: Hello, welcome back to another episode of TV Plus Talk. We're very excited to be here. We've got kind of through August, um, September, back to school. But luckily, there's a lot of TV on Apple TV Plus to look forward to. And I'm obviously here discussing it with my pal, Chuck Joyner. Hello, Chuck.
0: Charlotte, great to see you as always. And, yeah, I'm looking forward to this, especially since uh, with the with the strike going on in Hollywood, it feels like we aren't getting a lot of new stuff. And now all of a sudden Apple TV yes. Plus is well, going to change that. we –
1: I think we'll probably have to touch on that as our conversation goes on. There's one particular thing I want to talk about that with you. Um, before we get into the stuff coming out in September, should note that Invasion, uh, the latest season of that, season two, is out. We'll have at least two, probably three episodes by the time you watch this out. That's one of the sci-fi, big sci-fi shows going on on Apple TV+, Plus, which seems to be doing quite well. People seem to quite like Apple TV+, sci-fi, don't they?
0: It seems to be that's where a number of the hits have come from, Charlotte, mm. yeah, so it's interesting they're carving that, out that little niche.
1: Yeah, they seem to be doing quite well on it. Okay, let's head into September, because there's a lot for us to get through and unpack and maybe even look forward to. Uh, the first thing I noticed, which is coming out on September 8th, so it might already be out by the time you're watching this, is something called The Changeling. Now, it passed me by when I was looking at all the endless shows to prepare for. There's other stuff that I've found, but this looks quite compelling, I have to say. Uh, this is how the Apple TV Plus kind of PR machine describes The Changeling. It calls it a fairy tale for grown-ups, a horror story, a parenthood fable, and a perilous odyssey through a New York City you didn't know existed. Now, a couple of things. First of all, I do quite like kind of dark fairy tale stuff. Second, I like almost anything set in New York. So, first off, these, these two things are working for me. Are you, a, are you a horror fan, Chuck?
0: I'm a horror fan from the standpoint of, of horror, not gore. Um, so, mm. if, and, and yes. happily, because this is on Apple TV Plus, I have high hopes um, because I don't think they will fall into the, the, the gore category. Um, but the fact that they're, they're couching it as a fairy tale and a horror story is really intriguing to me. So, And I'm, I'm with you. I miss this completely. So I'm looking forward to seeing just what happens in the first two or three episodes and determining whether it's something I will enjoy.
1: Yeah, so the cast includes Lakeith Stanfield, Adina Porter, Clark Bacco, and Samuel T. Herring. The showrunner on this is Kelly Marcel. Um, so I think it's going to be quite interesting. Now, I think what you were slightly getting at... With your comment about the gore. By the way, I completely agree with you. Horror that's kind of dark and a bit psycho and a bit slightly, I, wouldn't, I don't want to say twisted because I don't want to give our listeners and viewers uh, the wrong impression of me. But I'm like you and sort of chopped up body parts on shows don't really do much for me. I like something a bit subtler and clever. Can I put it like that? Now, uh, I think what you were getting at is it's been a bit of an ongoing reputational thing with Apple TV Plus, hasn't it? That it's kind of, should we call it family friendly? I don't know. There's, and that was certainly the reputation, if you remember, kind of four years ago when the sh- the service first came online. There was the famous example. I'm sure we've talked about it on the show before, of uh, the supposed memo from Tim Cook. I'm pretty sure it was in reference to when he was watching uh, the morning show being shot. Uh, I might be misremembering, but anyway, there was an instance where he apparently passed uh, a memo to a member of the crew, presumably someone quite senior, and the note said, I think, do they have to swear so much? Um, Then we saw the first episode ever, if you remember, from 2019, of The Morning Show. Clearly that memo had not been registered. (laughs) Um, And I think since then we haven't really had Apple slip into what it could have been, given the brand and company it's associated with, TV Plus has not slipped into that middle-of-the-road, bland, if you want to call it family-friendly, you can, kind of shows and movies, has it? It has managed to avoid that.
0: It, it has, and I think that's a, a positive thing. It, it, we already have that. It's called broadcast TV. <laughs> and it it unfortunately, as as, I mean, there are still... Believe it or not, there's some decent shows or have been on on broadcast TV, but they never feel quite realistic. And whether it's it's a positive commentary or not on our society, this kind of regular use of profanity is part of the real world right now as we see it. And so when you go to something like broadcast TV and it's completely eliminated, it just feels like... Yeah, this is, this is unrealistic. No matter how mature the subject matter is, it just doesn't feel like it's real.
1: Yeah, uh, and for me, it's not only about kind of swearing. Some of the stuff on Apple TV Plus is quite dark, isn't it? If you th- actually think about it, you know, think of that first season of Truth Be Told, the storyline with the twins and whatever. I, I won't do spoilers for anyone who hasn't seen it, but it, it's worth watching. But also a rumor, it's really dark. Um, you know, they don't hold back in slow horses, which, by the way, used August to finish it, season one. So good, having to restrain myself from diving into season two. Um, Again, plenty of swearing and violence, but not gratuitous. Um, So I think they have managed to avoid being bland without that sense that it's kind of a bit over the top. And I'll be really interested to see where the changeling fits into that because obviously... This show is unapologetically dark. I've looked at some of the press images for it. It looks pretty dark. Um, and I guess there'll be some kind of quite twistedy elements to it. So I'm quite intrigued to watch this and how, how the people involved pull it off.
0: And, and I'm afraid I'm showing a little bit of bias because I expect more from a show on Apple TV than just gore. Um, mm. And not casting any aspersions on anybody's favorite shows. But after a while, the whole zombie thing is just like it's 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 so overdone.
1: You're anti-zombie, are you?
0: Well, not anti-zombie, but it's just like okay, it's 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 the it's the boogeyman that everybody summons up. You know, in, <laughs> and we have a we have a new show and it's going to be about zombies, and it's like whatever happened to the good old vampires? Um, but but you, know. you,
1: you okay, let me just establish this: you're anti-zombie, pro-vampire.
0: Well in all, any everything in moderation, Charlotte, everything oh, in okay. moderation, okay. so you know it, that's that's it, but I, to your to your point, you know, I don't need more body parts uh, unless no. unless no. it's unless it's going to really add to the story for some reason like a murder mystery where you know the detective comes across that that's fine that that works but just to have it you you use the word gratuitous and that's a perfect word and it's not something that i i think apple tv will deliver
1: well the title the changeling definitely um i would say implies something a bit more subtle um than uh, as you say kind of Another zombie apocalypse. We might have to come back in a few weeks and be like, oh, we got that wrong. But I, I kind of, I'm quite interested to watch this, I think. But maybe I won't watch it after dark. <laughs> it might have to be a, a daytime are show.
0: You, are you one of those that it can affect you that much?
1: I don't know. Let's see. We'll have to check it out and uh, see. I'll text you if I'm feeling a bit disturbed by it because, you know, I'll send you some warnings. Um, well, we mentioned the morning show. And it's back. September 13th, season three is out. And there has been a rather eye-catching trailer, which uh, I've watched and you've watched it as well, for season three. Now, in the first kind of teaser, we got a little hint of what was to come. Um, and I was hopeful that it would be better than season two, which I really didn't like. You thought was better than season one, but you're wrong. Um Season three has, looks like it might actually go back to what season one was, which was focusing on the company and the personalities instead of trying to weave COVID into it, which I just thought was a mess. Anyway, go back and watch or listen to last week's, uh, last month's show to see what we're talking about and have our discussion there. Um, so season three, anything I say, by the way, is not a spoiler. It's in the trailer. So we see that. Ruth Willispoon's character has her night in it, has an evening show now, looks like a primetime hit, pretty big. Um, Alex, Rachel, uh, Rachel, from Fred, Jennifer Aniston's <laughs> character, um, you spot the millennial. Um, <laughs> Jennifer Aniston's character looks like she's back on Breakfast TV, there's all sorts of power battles going on. And we also have John Hamm. Now, from the trailer, he looks to me like he's meant to be a kind of elon musk billionaire kind of character um and one notable thing we learned from the trailer is there is a cyber attack on uba uh and it looks like the threat or the actuality we don't know that is that all sorts of private things uh, are revealed about those involved in the network what did you think when you saw the trailer Were you you kind of excited for it like i am
0: now i i was charlotte um I I watched the trailer for season three. Then I went Mm. back and watched the trailer for season two and then came back to the the trailer for season three. And I feel like this, a couple things. First of all, it feels like you're going to get a lot more of a different kind of personal drama. Um, But also the the fact that season two sort of tried to weave COVID in, you and I, I know, I mean, we've already established that I was wrong about this, but I'll say (laughs) it anyway. Um, You know, they were trying to make it, a little more relatable, mm-hmm. and I feel like right now the cyber thing is is also another thing that's a very real part of our world sure, and so you know I love the way they're they're trying to play off some of that instead of just digging into the the typical stereotypical drama of you know, who's who's sleeping with who who's leaving who who's cheating on who um this this stopping who in the back. Exactly. This feels like it has a whole lot of potential, and I, I said this before on the show. I I listened. I watched the first season because it was one of Ab, uh, Apple's tent pole shows for. Yeah, uh, it was the new first new, thing. It the, was new that? network. Yeah, and and I was enjoyed it to a surprising degree, and now I'm really really looking forward to this se- this season.
1: Yeah, I, I really am. I think look, there is definitely going to be some. Who's sleeping with who? Some bitching, some gossiping and some backstabbing in this. We can tell that again from the trailers that we've seen. But yes, there does see, it is good that they're tackling this kind of highly relevant, as you quite rightly say, topic. One thing I hope they really avoid having watched Succession and the kind of Elon Musk-esque character in that. I hope we don't get the same kind of thing. I hope they do something different. You know, you've got a brilliant actor in John Hamm on the cast. I I hope it's a bit cleverer than that. I kind of think it will be, but it's, it's going to be very interesting to what I am excited about it. We'll obviously discuss it when we've been able to see a few episodes next month. As I say, it's September the 13th. That's coming out. Um, uh, yeah, I will. Some of the first... Yeah, that trailer does look very dramatic. Um, I don't know. We'll see. I, I wonder if they're going to keep... Obviously, they're dealing with a topic that's timely and relevant, but I wonder if they're going to keep with modern-day issues in the way they felt they needed to with COVID, if you see what I mean.
0: Yeah, and, I mean, this could become a trend for future seasons or farther into the, the uh, this season, but I, 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 still, I love the fact that they're just starting off with something that is very relatable and not just based on, the, again, the stereotypes that feels like yes, it, it sets, yes, yes, yes. sets in. And you know what? I mean, if you're right about John Hamm being an Elon Musk-style character. Do you see what that, I mean
1: from the trailer?
0: Yeah. I mean, yeah. but that could also be very in in sync with some of what we see in today's headlines. So. Well,
1: well, they have done it with both seasons so far, haven't they? Season one obviously focused on the kind of Me Too thing quite significantly. Uh, season two, as we've discussed, kind of finished that off and it got overtaken by COVID. Um, so, yeah, we'll have to see. Uh, I, I think Did I mispronounce Reese Witherspoon's character or misname it? It's, uh, her character is Bradley Jackson, as I say. She now looks like she's got the primetime evening slot in in the later season, which is interesting. And from what I you look through the Apple uh, TV Plus PR materials, it looks like we're going to get 10 episodes. We might get up to 10 episodes, something like that. Um, we've got 10 episodes of season two, so we'll see what we get with season three. Normally about that. That's a kind of classic Apple season length, isn't it?
0: I, yeah, and, and I'm, I'm looking forward to every single one. I just, there's so much they mm. It feels like they could do with this. To continue the evolution of the characters and yeah. the story.
1: Yeah, because they've kept a lot of the previous characters as well. We've got the Juliana, Mark Elise character. We don't know what that, her relationship with Reese Witherspoon will be this time around. So we've got John Hamm. There, there's a lot. Uh, obviously, Billy Crudup, up, who's a brilliant actor, has been brilliant throughout, uh, is still in it. So they keep some of, the, each season, they keep some of the stuff that's gone on, don't they? and that it's not you know it's not like I mentioned truth be told before where it's a distinct storyline in every season they're going to keep some of the stuff going with this but in they have introduced quite significant new characters every season as well i think that's been yeah, it, quite effective actually
0: I, I agree i mean this this is some of apple tv plus's best work and uh, as far as a, a mature intelligent mm. series that hooks you and and won't let you go.
1: Yes. Well, maybe it'll be John Ham to the rescue. John Ham will redeem all my complaints about season 2. We'll see. Um I mean John Ham and uh you've got Tig Notaro is coming into this as well. Uh they've kept obviously Nesta Carbonell, uh Karen Pittman who's utterly brilliant in it and I think she plays an even bigger role. In season three. Um, as I say, the Juliana Marcolise character is still there as well. So there's a lot for them to play with. So we will see, no doubt. We will discuss it. Hopefully, we'll agree on this one. Hopefully, we will both enjoy season three.
0: I'm, I'm kind of hoping for John Ham as a vampire.
1: You want John Ham as a vampire? Right. <laughs> I, I'm noticing a theme. <laughs> Just a Listen, thought. Listen, if anyone could pull off being a vampire to your satisfaction, I'm sure it is John Ham. we've got actually as well we'll move on from the kind of sex drugs rock and roll world of tv um we've got a couple of maybe comedic-y family focused kind of shows coming as well there's one called still up which is actually we were talking about being scared at night well this show is based on some friends who bond over their insomnia Uh, they connect to each other late Late into, late into the night, apparently, and they're kind of, you know, you can imagine the kind of turn such a relationship will take. So we've got that coming up as well. That is out on September 22nd. And then a show I, I kind of was interested in and uh, watched, watched the trailer for, I don't know if you've had a chance to see it, is a show called Flora and Son. That comes out a week later. Uh, it's rated R, and that's September 29th. That's coming out. And now the premise of this show is set in, I think, Northern Ireland. I don't know if it's Republic or Northern Ireland. I think Republic, no. Um, And basically there's a naughty kid, the son, uh, and Flora, the mother, is trying to sort him out. And she tries to do it through music, passing him a guitar. Uh, You can imagine what a scrappy young boy, how he reacts to this. Um, Thankfully, you'll be relieved to know this, Joseph Gordon Levitt is there. And to the rescue to provide musical lessons, it seems like for the mother, played by Eve Hewson. Now, I watched the trailer for this and I was a bit like, oh, it's a bit soppy, it's a bit daft and unrealistic, but might be kind of sweet. I feel like this is not gonna be your vibe, Chuck. Uh
0: from watching the trailer, yeah, it it did not capture me. I- It's one of those things that, you know, if if we need to discuss it, I'll probably watch an episode and see what happens. But, yeah, it's not the kind of thing that I would say, oh, I can't wait for this one.
1: No, when I, I was going through it and thinking about it, it didn't particularly strike me as your vibe. But it could be. Here's what I tend to think about these shows, and I think it is a particular Apple TV Plus thing now. These kind of shows, you know, the kind of, comedy with a sort of moving, sad moving element to it. Let's put it that way. Basically all the comedies that are on TV plus that aren't mythic quest. I think just get compared to Ted Lasso one way or the other. Even if, you know, something like this is very different, very different people involved to Ted Lasso, but I can just see it slipping into that kind of comparison.
0: Uh, isn't that the way, though? It always is. If you have something that is sure. super successful, then suddenly everything gets compared to it, and it's it's really not fair because well, we've had this discussion too. And so these are not spoilers either. But I felt like as Ted Lasso went along, it grew up, and it became yes, just a little less silly, and a little and that appealed to me. I'm not sure it didn't necessarily appealed to you. Um, and so you know, and how many times can you? Can you follow that path before it gets boring? I felt like yes. Mythic Quest. Mythic Quest did a little bit, but not not the same range, not to the same degree. It rem It had. It continued to have its level of silliness, and it worked
1: brilliantly. It's, it's, it's utterly brilliant. Yes, and when it did serious, it kept the silly and did it really well, and it wasn't trite in the way sometimes Ted Lasso got. Anyway, I think that we did discuss that I. Came around to the end of Ted Lasso, didn't I? And I, but for anyone who listened or watched last month's show, I promised I was going to send Chuck a load of like links and videos that I think relate, like, like real life football events that I thought related to the end of Ted Lasso. His Slack, our Slack chat was full of them. Um, I, I will, I will restrain myself from the spoilers because I guess we'd still get in trouble. Um, but we'll discuss I've- our fair if you see what I meant.
0: Yeah, well, and and Charlotte gave me a bit of a masterclass in uh, in in soccer or English football or however yeah. you want to refer to it. So I appreciate it because it it let me see Ted Lasso in a new light.
1: Yeah, so that's September twenty ninth for Flora and Sun. Um, it'll be, I will be intrigued how some of these shows do actually. Um, let's touch on your point about the strikes, because. Obviously, the strikes are not affecting shows or movies that have already been made. And you described this on a previous show, but we need to come back to it because it's becoming more and more relevant, how the strikes are affecting promotion of shows and movies. To me, the most significant thing on Apple TV Plus that this could affect is Killers of the Flower Moon. Now, we've learned just just kind of a day before we recorded this show the same week this show comes out that the film is going to come out widely much more widely than we thought on October the 20th it's a big global release and it's going in IMAX that's much bigger than we thought and then after that once that run which i guess what will last 4 to 6 weeks something like that um it will go onto TV plus as we as we knew it would now this is a massive movie for Apple TV Plus, it's a big deal for Paramount Pictures, who it's a collaboration with. We don't know that anyone, these are huge stars in it, right? You've got Leonardo DiCaprio, you've got Robert Nelero, you've got Lily Gladstone, it's directed by Martin Scorsese. Um, Like, this is a big, big deal for everyone involved. And they might not be able to promote it, depending on the state of the strike, the conditions imposed, on SAG members, so on and so forth. That's a really big deal, isn't it?
0: I think it's a huge deal. It's a huge deal. And I've had the occasion to to have some of this explained to me. Well, I don't mind saying I went to the Star Trek convention in Las Vegas and some of the stars there are very much active in the strike negotiations right. and at the higher levels of, of SAG. And it was very educational for them to explain why they're fighting some of these things and why it's such a big deal it gave me a different perspective on it. And so I feel like at least my thinking is now much more much more balanced um, mm. about, because before it's like a, you know, another strike. I mean, again, because we all tend to, it, it's inconveniencing us, right? And it's really not about us. It's about the And also,
1: ability. if you don't mind, sorry to interrupt, but no, also no. I think it's easy for people like you and I to just be like, oh, the big stars are on strike. Isn't that annoying? Like what do they need to strike for? They've got plenty of money. And we see images of big, big stars on the picket lines, whatever. But actually, that's not what it's about. And I'm sure the people you spoke to were talking about the sort of much lower levels of acting and people trying to break through and the effects, what they're trying to fight for in the strikes for those kind of people.
0: And with our mutual interest in in Apple, we're also technologists, and sure. one of the big, big issues is using the likenesses, using the sound issue but yeah, that, you know, this is something that up until very, very recently was just not a concern mm. that along with I, I personally did not understand how streaming has affected the rights uh, based on past contracts versus now. And so, yeah, there are a lot of moving parts here and there are a lot of new moving parts and I'm not sure that either side is really doing a great job of educating folks in that fashion mm. because in some way it may be perceived as promotion. And, of course, that's something that SAG is trying to avoid. And mm. I even had... it was even Well, not, not avoid.
1: Let's be blunt about it. There are very strict bans and rules around actors doing promotion for stuff they've already made at the moment.
0: Right. And, and again, that that was one of the things that was explained because to me it didn't make any sense if i've done work yes i want to promote it for my own benefit well that ends up benefiting the studios too and so there there are a lot of subtleties here that if if you take the time a it's very interesting and b you get a better understanding of what's going on but in a world mm-hmm. full of so many things that you know are demanding your attention it's easy to overlook these And I think we would all be better served if we would go spend just a little time and get educated about some of these things.
1: Yes, it it is a really interesting set of negotiations. No one's coming out of it particularly well, I have to say. Um, And I, I think this might be the first time where Apple really gets in the firing line of it because they obviously want to make a big fuss about a movie they spent huge amounts of time and money on. As I mentioned the, the three big stars, but there's also you know, huge stars in this. Jesse Plemons, Carrie Jane Myers, Janae Collins, G- Gillian Dion and Tantu Cardinal are all in it as well as the people I mentioned before. That is a hell of a cast to deploy for promo. And it's possible that they'll be denied the opportunity to do that. And I think that it will be a, it'll be a really interesting moment. Because as I say, Apple needs to make this film a success.
0: But also, if we flip it around and go back to what we were talking about with The Changeling, will, will the story, will the movie stand on its own without the promotion? Will there be enough w- word of mouth, which kind of goes back to the way that a lot of marketing for movies used to be done? Um, will, will, there be an, yeah, will there be enough in, interest in this particular story along with the star power? But without the star power's promotion, how will it fare?
1: Look, you can put the names Leonardo DiCaprio, Robert De Niro, Lily Gladstone, Martin Scorsese on a poster, and people are going to turn up at the cinema, right? Definitely. That's just, that's just a fact. But I think what you might lose is the ability to explain the subtleties of this story, the importance of this story. You know, it's about a very difficult topic. It's about the brutal murder of people in the Osage Nation in 1920s Oklahoma. It probably needs some explaining to people. And... Yeah, I'll, I'll be interested. As I say, be interested to see. So that's October twentieth. Um, it's a very big deal for Apple, and it's they're really pushing it as widely as they can, which was interesting because we weren't. We thought it was going to be a slightly more limited cinema release, but they're going pretty big on it from October twentieth. Just before that, a week before that, on uh, well, sorry, a month before that, September the twelfth, we have what we're all assuming is the iphone 15 event now obviously we don't talk about apple hardware on the show we talk about apple content but i think there is a crossover not least because if you buy a new apple product you often get apple services for free right you know a free trial extended free trial or whatever and also something big like the iPhone 15 release. And I think it's going to be one of the biggest iPhone releases for quite a number of years. I think this is going to be a really big deal, the iPhone 15. Remember, I think we've read from based on the kind of rather incremental improvements of recent releases. I think 15 might be a very big deal. That's a great way to get more people into the Apple ecosystem, i.e. services.
0: Charlotte, yeah, this is something that has come up on a number of the shows that I do. Um, the idea that Apple is—is—I don't know if you—if you considered a transition from a tech company to a services company, or just a broadening out, But services. Well, are a bit a of more,
1: both, and that's why yeah. I started cof- covering TV Plus, as you know.
0: Yeah, exactly, and services are becoming a, a much bigger deal. And I mean, so, look, at,
1: look at the Apple results figures if you want to know what a big deal services now is.
0: And. Yeah, you know, this uh, your point is so well taken because it's one more introduction to that little logo with a bite taken out of it, and <laughs> it makes you think. Well, if I like this, I might like that. And you know, I mean, we've we've seen that effect. You know, there was there's always been a bit of a joke about the halo effect,
1: mm. and that
0: that applies to how many different Apple devices. If you got an iPad or an iPhone, pardon me, let me go back. If you had a Mac, maybe you would like you know some of the, some of the i devices. If you like the iPad. or Darn! I did it again. The iPod. You know, (laughs) maybe you want to go to the iPhone. If you like the iPhone, well, maybe you like the iPad. It just it it builds and builds and builds, and to pretty soon you have all these Apple devices sitting around you, and you really didn't even think about it because no,
1: we're very restrained.
0: Speak for yourself.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I'll find the iPod away around somewhere.
0: Yeah. So you know, yeah, I I think. It's, it's one more success story that Apple has out there. And you're right. It has the potential to bring more folks into the ecosystem.
1: I mean, again, look, this is anecdotal. But I know people that wait till it's their time for an upgrade or whatever, till they need a new laptop or a new Apple, you know, qualifying Apple device. And then they, they wait, they trigger the free trial, and they binge watch a bunch of shows on TV+. Plus. It has previously been Ted Lasso, but there'll be other stuff we've just talked about season 3 of the morning show whatever there'll be people that use that as an opportunity to test out tv plus and maybe then end up paying for it which of course is exactly what apple wants
0: sure and and that's i mean that's i guess that's just part of the game you know huh? but but they're they're delivering one of the devices that you have the potential to consume this on. Of course, you can do it on your Apple TV or your big screen TV, but you can also do it very nicely on some of these gorgeous iPhone screens. So and we, delivering- we can
1: expect an upgrade on, on the displays, can't we? And maybe we'll see things like improved AirPlay, where you can send it from your phone to a TV. There's all sorts of – for me, the iPhone is no longer just about the hardware. I and mean, it hasn't been for a long time in truth
0: no you're right and how many times have we talked about how your your phone now is your lifeline to pretty much terrifying. everything uh, well terrifying but also you know this this is the future we all wanted it just we didn't expect it to be in a phone you know but, but <laughs> that's that was i still think that's one of the brilliant things that uh, that apple called it the iphone because phone was something you could relate to if you would mm. call this the, you know, the, the iDevice. iHub. iHub, you know, or whatever, you know, it's like, well, what does that mean? But a phone, mm. yeah, I can relate to a phone because I were, back then I already had a phone. Now I've got a phone that does a whole lot more and pretty soon the whole lot more completely overtook the phone function.
1: Yes, well, as long as as well as the actual hardware, because I'm, slightly, I'll be honest with you, Chuck. I'm in the market for a new iPhone, an upgrade. I'm on the 12 Pro, so I think I'm in the market for. I can be far too easily tempted to upgrade. Um, but uh, aside from what the hardware capabilities are in this new iPhone, I'll be very interested in a couple of things. One, will TV Plus with all the stuff that we've just discussed coming out, will that play any part in the keynote? has bef- sometimes hasn't at other keynotes and what will the trial period for tv plus be we've seen it shortened haven't we over time it was basically a year for free first then it's gone has it gone from three months to one month so i'll be interested in keeping an eye on all that kind of stuff as well and i have uh, no doubt that you and your crew will be discussing it on mac voices live so make sure you're with chuck for that where else can people keep up with you
0: MacVoices.com is where you can see everything. Um, if you can do Mac Voices Live, depending on where you are in the world, we do it at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific on YouTube at youtube.com slash Mac TV. But if you can't be there because you prefer to sleep, um, and Hi. we all we all like to sleep, yeah. Um, the shows do end up lightly edited and broken up into more manageable segments later. But the the fun stuff is really the live show where you <laughs> the folks can come and chat in, in our live chat and, you know, throw questions, comments at us, and we react like a bunch of trained seals. <laughs>
1: um, I'll be, I'm at Charlotte A. Henry across social media or at Charlotte A. Henry and head over to theedition.net for blog posts, things like that. And please do sign up at uh for newsletters and podcasts and things like that all oh, means a lot i cover tech and media space particularly streaming over there well that, well, that's it for another month
0: because this and, and, is there's been charlotte, a lot to go through charlotte by the way that is the award-winning the edition news
1: well i'm not going to pretend to be humble yes i did win an award i'm very chuffed about it so thank you <laughs> for uh exposing my complete vanity um <laughs> but we will uh we'll head back next month and it looks like there's going to be even more to talk about so we'll see you next time
0: On TV Plus Talk. Thanks for watching. Visit MacVoices.com for show notes and to connect with Chuck on social media. Get involved in our Facebook group or like our Facebook page, and get more out of your Apple tech with MacVoices magazine, free on Flipboard and on the web. And if you find value in it all, consider supporting us through either our Patreon campaign at Patreon.com/slash MacVoices